2: You ever seen a grown man naked
1: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor?
2: Hell no. Today, Junior
0: It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Why? Hello there. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, October the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode 947 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. While they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But man, we've got a great show for you. It is jam-packed again. Joining me right now. In my plush, well-lit, and well-protected office-slash-studio is the son of Kenston. He's the biggest Baltimore Orioles fan that I know. It's Scott Sweet P. Whittington. How are you doing this morning, dude? I'm doing fantastic this morning. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good, man. You're coming in uh, five-by-five there, too. Uh, (laughs) He and I went to Charm City Saturday for game one of the American League Divisional Series uh, for his Orioles. People say when I say Orioles, I say it wrong. They make it. They say I sound like I'm talking about the cookie. Yeah, you are saying it wrong. Well, then you say it right. Orioles. Orioles. Yes. Did I say it right? Yeah. Orioles. No, that second O, the o- Orioles. You're not letting the L roll. Orioles. Okay, close enough. <laughs> there you go. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. Hey, join us in less than 20 minutes will be the news editor of the Carteret County News Times at carolinacoastonline.com. He's also our resident NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark. We're going to get caught up with him on everything that's going on uh, with the league. We've been in uh, preseason now for a week. We've already had some games being played, preseason games. We're going to do uh, ceiling floor with him with the NBA's Northwest Division. Uh, We may even get – this is going to be depressing to him, though. You know he's a Dallas Cowboys fan yeah yeah he's how about in the words of steve naysmeyer how
1: about them cowboys
0: yeah well you know who said that originally don't you who that was a juror a juror jones thing oh yeah yeah so uh yeah yeah he's he may be a little bit depressed this morning so we'll talk to him about his cowboys and uh, maybe get a little nfl talk from him too And then, uh, man, we've got a real treat for you. That's our first hour. Scott Whittington, first 20 minutes or so, and then Richard Clark, the remainder of the hour. And then uh, in our second hour, we're going to welcome back to the show Allie Warnock. She is one of the organizers of Bradfest that is going to be taking place in downtown Kinston on October 21st. We are so excited about this. The Brian Hanks Show is a premier sponsor of it and uh, just very excited about everything that's going to be going on that day. But she's bringing with her uh, a first-time appearance on the show here. Stacy he's uh, Molly's going back in your room again by the way I don't know what's going on there but uh <laughs> you didn't leave like cookies in there or anything I don't know what you? I did <laughs> I love it oh uh, but uh Stacy Heese, uh he's also known as Noah peace on uh on our local fo- Facebook fame uh he's gonna be joining us uh we're gonna talk about uh, everything that's going on Brad fest as we are what 11 days away I cannot believe it's only 11 days away They're going to get us updated on that, uh, and then just everything that's going on in downtown Kinston. I mean, this is going to be such a great event. I really have a feeling this is going to be, uh, it's on a Saturday. Uh, I just think it's going to be amazing downtown. I mean, I'm looking forward to having a couple of thousand people downtown, all celebrating the memory of uh, Brad Elmore. I, I know you... Uh, the, the man made a good pizza okay made good hot dogs too didn't he he did he did you know what i want to get your thoughts on that real quick before we so there you go uh like i said uh scott and richard here in the first hour ally warnock and uh stacy heath in our second hour but you're a kinston native you are the son of kinston man i mean uh, uh captain's corner man i mean uh, that, that was a part of your growing up and people of your ages growing up wasn't it yeah it was it was um I would always go in
1: there and there or Sugar Hill and Brad would always have conversations with me about baseball or Duke basketball. I mean, he was always just have, wanting to have a conversation. It was always nice to go in there and speak to him and get some good food at the same time.
0: Man, I got to tell you, you're the one, and I had lived here for a while. I had really never had Captain's Corner maybe a time or two, and you're the one that's turned me out Man, dude. Is there anything better? And I mean, you can't just eat one. It's almost like what's that a commercial for? Uh, can't just have one. Can't just have two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Come on, don't be throwing me under the bus here, man. Okay, I. Well, you're the same way though. You got to eat like you got to eat minimum two, and do Well, what's the? Mo- oh, oh, this is a good question. What's the most uh, Captain's Corners hot dogs you've ever had at one time? Four. <laughs> That's awesome. Never, never five. No
1: i don't think no five is stretching it right i think i think at four we're we're already
0: pushing it <laughs> dude i love it man and it's just something it's so neat to have just the you know what the dough burger <laughs> i mean yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the famous stuff here in town the dough burger over uh Lovicks cafe. cafe the uh pig in a bun what is it a pig and a pig in a blanket yeah, or whatever it's called over at uh, Kings. Kings, you know, where it's got the the Q and the, oh my God, and that mm-hmm. the hush puppy, the oversized hush puppy. Mm-hmm. And then the hot dogs, man. I mean, yeah. the the Captain's Corner hot dogs, man. Yeah. If you've lived in Kinston for more than two years and you've not had those three things, I question whether you really want to live in Kinston, don't you? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, we got we got some, when it comes to food
1: here in Kinston, a little small. Little small town of Kenson. We got some staples here and uh those Yeah. Oh, now you hey.
0: maybe want to go to Captain's Corner, Love's and King. There you go. No, I got it wrong. Robin Godfrey set me straight. There's pig and a pup. Still sounds fantastic. It is. It is, man. Yeah. But uh thank you, Robin. I appreciate that. And then Linda chimes in. Do you know somebody named Linda Whittington? I don't know. She chimes in and says, uh, "The hot best hot dogs ever." So, oh yeah, best uh, yeah, hot dog right. in town. That's what the sign says. It does absolutely. I tell you what, we don't have time to mess around here. We got to talk yeah. some Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, did yeah. I say it right? Yeah, you did. Got <laughs> to jump right into it here. <laughs> uh, and you and I Saturday we had a blast mm-hmm. as we uh, after the after the football game on Friday night. I was about to say we cut the trip in half. We cut it more in half. We stayed in Dumfries, Virginia. Yeah. That was fun. We spent the night there and uh got up early the next morning and then headed into uh Baltimore and uh, unfortunately uh, uh not a great game for uh, the Orioles, but uh man, what an atmosphere, dude. Well, it it was a great atmosphere, you know, um
1: on the field, you know, they, they battled back. Um, uh, but a great atmosphere. Um again, Brian, thank you so much for that. Oh, that early that, 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 yeah, early birthday gift. Yeah. That was awesome and uh you know, seeing that place jumping packed and jumping, buzzing in October again and being there for the return, that was the first home playoff game since 2014. And that was just – that itself was was enough to, to experience. I mean, there were, there were parts during the game where I didn't care about the game on the field. The fact that this atmosphere was like this again. We were in the postseason. We won the toughest division in baseball. Yep. 101 wins after losing 100 games 2 years ago just the turnaround and to see it see this was fantastic.
0: Well, I tell you what, we're going to get more of your insight into, it, but I but I have to say this. I mean, I I've always said, always said it's my favorite park in all of Major League Baseball I've been, I think that was my 26th or 27th park that I've been to, and that's including the ones that've been retired too. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not I've not been to 26 of the current stadiums but I mean when you count all of them up the ones I've been to but <clears throat> here's what was the neatest part to me I loved our seats by the way dude we yeah, in section awesome. six the last row of section six so I mean we had quick escape to the bathroom yeah. if we needed to go get a you know a beverage or something like that we had a quick escape to the parking lot yes we did <laughs> yes we did that was pretty cool but here's what I like the most and I know you and I chuckled about the older guys down at the end of our row but as the game was getting started, they're wiping tears out of their eyes. They're at a playoff game, and, and I wasn't as invested in it as you are, and it definitely that those guys were, but that is what is amazing about sports, dude, yeah. is, I mean, these guys were my age or maybe even a little bit older than me, and they're down there, I mean, you know, crying because they're there. at. A, they didn't think they'd ever see another playoff game and being the number one seed in the playoffs, and, uh now let's say let's get it uh correct here they were well lubricated were they not yeah they were they were (laughs) but they were fun and they were uh it was a good time man it was a good time i hate the way that it ended for you and for them and for everybody there that were big orioles fans but uh man a good time man i had a great time but uh, some of your observations from not just that game, but the, oh, I got to say this too, man. It was amazing. It was pouring rain. It, well, not pouring. It's kind of misty rain. It was misty rain. It was, uh, overcast. It was ugly. And then it's like you snapped your fingers yeah. and then the sun was out and it was beautiful and yeah. Like I said, I mean, I've always been a big Camden Yards fan, and uh, yeah. I just loved how how polite everybody was. And we got in lines, you know, to go in, and uh, it, your brother Paul bought you a a uh, Rushman. Yep. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Rus- Adley Rutschman jersey. Yeah, yeah Rushman jersey. And, uh, but that line didn't last long. I mean, it was no. a line with, what, 200 people in it? Yeah. And we're, we got in the back of the line. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to be in line for 30 minutes. We were in line for 10 minutes yeah. if it was that, you know? Yeah uh people were polite it was just it was just an awesome time man and those man those uh crab mac, crab and mac hot dogs good oh god, god, god almighty y'all
1: talk about something <laughs> out of this world with the obey season on top of it that was phenomenal
0: dude um, it was just uh, a good time but yeah, uh, i, I did just two
1: of those <laughs>
0: yes i i did too yeah who are your buddies? Give them a shout-out there. Oh, yeah. So, met up
1: with some of my friends from uh, from East Carolina up there, uh, Kyle Williams, Bryce Kaczynski, and uh, the other guy was Ryan. never met him before, but he's a friend of Kyle's. So, they were up there. So, hung out with them for a little while. It was cool to see them, especially when the game got pushed back an hour. Uh, we hung out. So, yeah.
0: I, just – but like um, I said, it was – yeah, it rained some and – we walked around the stadium before we went in, and what's a, that place we went to that. Uh, we went to Pickles Pub and yeah.
1: Section 771.
0: And, dude, both of them were a lot of fun, man. Oh, yeah. And that, let me tell you, when they make a drink at Section 770. No, it was Pickles that we got the drink. Yeah, it was. Uh, they put a little bit of that steady Eddie in there. <laughs> yes, they did. They did not skimp at all. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. It a little more Eddie than steady. <laughs> there you go. But it was a good time. Okay. I, it's uh, it's time for you to be an analyst here. Uh, why has – this is – it bothers me, man. And it's not just about Baltimore. I mean, it was about Atlanta dropping their first game. It was about the Dodgers dropping their first two games. <sighs> I think it's a disadvantage now and I know I'm only parroting things that other people said but this week off for teams that win their division or are one of the top 2 seeds it's a detriment instead of an advantage isn't it
1: it can be yeah. it, it can be uh you know the these wild card teams especially the Texas Rangers they're coming they're coming right out of the wild card hot um I mean Texas is just they're steamrolling right now and um hopefully we can slow it down a little bit today and keep the season going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I knew Philly-Atlanta. I knew that was going to be a battle. Uh, Philly knocked uh, knocked Atlanta out of the playoffs last year. Um, that, that series, I feel like, goes to full five games.
0: Okay. Um, well, uh, last night, let's just catch everybody up. Last night, the Braves won five to four, tied that series up at one.
1: After being down four to nothing.
0: Wow. So –
1: um yeah got home watched the end of that a great a great uh home run by austin riley to take the lead and win the game um he swung the bat and one of the hands came off the bat so it was really a one-handed home run um and then a great play great double play to end that game with harris out in center field catching it on the wall and doubling up bryce harper who didn't tag had to get in got him at first um that was a fun game to watch. Watch most of the Dodgers-D-backs game. Um, Toy lavello has got the boys playing really well right now. So uh,
0: This is a team, and you're talking about the Diamondbacks, yeah. it's a team that finished six games above 500 in the regular yeah. season, and now they have the Dodgers back against the wall two games to none. Yeah, yeah, so. Wow. But uh, So oh, let me ask you, okay, so you, okay, Philly's Braves, you, you said it's going five, who you got? It's going five. I'm gonna go Atlanta. Okay. Diamondbacks Dodgers. And I know that uh our good friend Danny Rice, one of the biggest Dodgers fans, and I know, he's gotta be biting his nails right now. I'm not gonna be that guy. Well, no, I'm not picking on him I'm just saying that. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be that guy that says the sweet. Diamondbacks get done in four. Okay. Well, game three is uh, man. It's Wednesday. We have four games on Wednesday. Well, let's tell you today. Let's get to your thoughts on these uh, Astros Twins. That series is tied up one to one as they return to or as they go to Minnesota. Uh, who you got in that series? I
1: Think Minnesota had their one win the other day, so uh, it'll be Houston and four.
0: Okay, and then the Orioles Rangers. You said you've got a okay. you've got somebody. <laughs> we saved this. You got one. some.
1: Yeah, we did. We saved the best for last. We saved this one. So this is where I. Uh, Get into it here. It's 0-2. I know it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It ain't over. Oh, I, I don't think it's it is. It's far from over. You can call me biased all you want. You're biased. Okay, fine. Great. <laughs> Season ain't over till it's over. If it ends tonight, it ends tonight. But right now, Orioles still have a shot. Crazy things have happened in October before. It's October baseball. I'm calling it. Orioles in five. Wow. Calling it. It's okay. happening. I mean let me throw some numbers out there. Okay. 2015 last time the Rangers won the ALDS they won the first two games. I don't want to hear text messages. They won the first two games against Toronto. And then game 3 they had the chance to clinch. They lost the next three. Lost the series. Anything can happen. Who who
0: who said something? Keith Spence. What's he winning? Our good friend Keith Spence he said Scott is biased and it's over. I mean, it's not over till it's over. I mean, and
1: if the Rangers win tonight, it's over. Fine. Yeah. Great. But it's not. Orioles have a shot. I'm going with the birds. We can rally back. Um, also want to say, I know uh, our starting pitcher tonight, he's going to be.
0: He's got a little extra motivation. He, he's tonight. got
1: some motivation. He's going to be very emotional. You might see some emotion out of our starting pitcher tonight. Dean Kramer um, pitched for uh, Team Israel in the past World Baseball Classic. Uh, right now Dean still has family over in Israel, not far from where the uh terrorist attacks just happened. So we know tonight he will be playing with a little more emotion and a little more motivation. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone involved in Israel. Um, but yeah, back back to the Orioles. I feel like we got a shot. I mean, the past few years it's gone. Texas has had their way with us in Camden Yards. And we've had their way with them in, in their ballpark. Um, I feel like I feel like we can rally back tonight. And we'll show up tomorrow and for game four. And then whatever happens, happens.
0: I'm pulling for you. I, I hope you know it. that, dude. I'm I, pulling I, for you. I'm pulling I'm for the sure. Orioles. Uh, somebody named Linda W., do you know her? She said, let's go O's. Let's go O's, indeed. There you go. Do you know her, Linda I, w. I do. I do. Okay. I, but, heard, she, I heard she's kind of hot. I just wanted to say how
1: how incredible this this ride – everyone knows I'm a diehard Oils fan. They've known that, and, and they know how tough these past few years have been to watch this team. You've had the MLB package for a few years now. I remember sitting in there like 2018, 2019 watching the Oils games, and you're like, dude, why are you watching? Y'all are down eight runs in the seventh. And I'm like, it's my team. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know why I did that to myself all the time, watching us just get killed, um, but I did it. <laughs> and I said, one day it's going to pay off. And, man, we weren't preseason this year. We were picked to finish last in the AOL East. We had a point-something percent chance to win the East. We were projecting not to make the playoffs. Well, we won the toughest division of baseball. 101 games, one seed in the AL. I mean,
0: I'm not. I know. Uh, Greg Clement says, Woody's win, Woody's win.
1: Well, anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, You do need to tell him I wore, I did wear my Woody's uh, orange hat. Yeah, that's why we lost. Um, <laughs> you really think so? No. Okay. Um,
1: <clears throat> but, I mean, I'm not. I told someone yesterday, like, how disappointed. Someone asked me, how disappointed are you going to be if they get swept? And I said. If I was a Braves fan, someone who had the expectations of winning it all this year, I'd be upset. But, like, I told them we weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. Yeah. But we're the one seed, one division, and, uh,
0: yeah. Well, dude, I'm happy for you, man. It was fun hanging out with you and uh, seeing you in your element on uh, Saturday. It really was, man. I had a blast. I, uh, it was one of those once and I think we'll look back on years from now. We'll be like, you remember when we went to Baltimore back oh, yeah. in twenty twenty three you know, after they've won three world series in a row, we'll look back <laughs> and say, uh, yeah, that was the first year of, uh, getting it all together. Listen, Scotty boy, Scott, son of Kenston, sweet pea, uh, uh, what is it that, uh, Mike Martin calls you the, uh, hall of fame, bat, Boy. hall of fame, Bat Carolina league hall yeah. of fame, bat boy. I mean, dude, you've yeah. got more nicknames than, uh. And yeah. uh, some people have, uh, <laughs> a, I don't know, clothes, man. I mean, you really do. Thank you so much for joining us here in the very, very For sure, early for sure. Okay? And
1: I want to throw one little tidbit out there. Get me.
0: So ever since last year, the
1: Orioles have set a record. And ever since calling up Adley Rutschman in May of last year, the Orioles have not gotten swept. So wow. it ain't over tonight.
0: It ain't over tonight. I'm with you, dude. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Thank you. That is Scott Whittington. We're going to have Richard Clark joining us here in just a few moments. Before that, though, I'll tell you what, uh, let's uh, thank a couple. Well, let's thank our title sponsor, Lenora Community College, for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students. Through affordable, (laughs) please don't step on the dog, Uh, through affordable, uh, LCC, blah, they've uh, met their, uh, they've met their personal, cultural, professional, educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. Uh, LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252 527-6223, visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of Ye old Brian Hank Show and joining us right now on the Brian Hank Show. He's our regular Tuesday guest. He's also (coughs) the news editor of the Carteret County News Times carolinacoastonline.com he's a resident nba and hoops expert he's also a uh, don't hang up on me when i say this but he's also the biggest dallas cowboys fan that i know and uh how you doing this morning it's richard clark how you doing this morning? well i was right? doing pretty
2: good <laughs> and somebody had to <laughs> remind me that football season ended about Well, <laughs> actually it's probably more like nine thirty sunday night
0: uh, dude i tell you before because we're gonna spend a lot of time on nba we're gonna do the uh ceiling floor with the northwest division with which has uh the defending nba champs uh but dude i we've got to man we've got to uh bring it up a little bit man i just uh you know a lot of times i think you know oh uh, uh rich is just being negative about his team you know he's trying to reverse him oh, he's trying to reverse jinx him you know and but dude, I gotta tell you, man, your boys did not look that good on uh, on Sunday night, man. I mean, I just and it can't be just one player. I mean, I know, and I you're gonna have to remind me of the player that uh, got injured during. Dick. Yeah, Diggs. Thank you, Stefan or not Stefan but yes, dude. What is wrong with your Dallas Cowboys right now, man?
2: well losing your second best player will do that number one yeah. uh, it just will it cascades all the way everybody moves up so now the number three is number two and the number four is number three and everybody's in a position higher than they can actually attend um uh, do a well in do do the job in um but san francisco's had our number since shanahan got there they're a more physical team and you know, I've told you before a hundred times, I'm not sold that McCarthy McCarthy's a good coach. Never have been. Um, and it, we just made no adjustments. I mean, you know, so it's it's typical NFL stuff. I think that's one of the biggest problems, in my opinion, in not just professional sports, but college too, is the recycling of these also-ran coaches. You just see it over and over. So, like once you get in the gig – Hey, you were the publisher at the Daily News. Now you can be the publisher <laughs> at the Sun Journal. So let's just keep
0: recycling <laughs> the same bad ideas. No, you didn't. Just make it localized.
2: Well, you know, I was trying to make everybody understand a little bit more. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, it happens in every sport. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's crazy to me. And McCarthy won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And now we have him. Is that the resume? You know Frank Wright and Carolina. What's the resume exactly? Yeah, I mean you know
0: and, is what it is. And, I guess. And Frank Reich will end up getting fired from this job. And guess what? He'll get hired. What two other places before he washes out? Absolutely,
2: right? absolutely. He'll get another job before the before the plane ticket gets cold. Mm. You know, it's there's a several use whatever saying you want, but there seems to be a network put it that way.
0: I'll tell you this, dude, I uh, I was just shocked. I mean, especially after, and I'll go back to it. Yes, it seems like uh, that 2-0 start seems like it was like a year ago now, doesn't it?
2: Well, we're, we, we're a front runner. We can only beat the teams that are bad. Look who we've beaten. The two New York teams and the Patriots. Yeah. Well, the Patriots are terrible.
0: Did you think so, they would be this bad, dude? No,
2: nah, there's another one that you'll see down the road, Mac Jones. They'll give up on him. And he'll sign with somebody as the third string, and then eventually somebody will get hurt, and he'll be out there with Shanahan or Mike McDaniel or somebody that actually knows something about offense, and he'll look like a like the greatest thing ever, because you know they got an actual offensive plan. I think one of the problems that that we're seeing in in professional football, particularly, but in football in general, is there seems to be a pretty wide gap between the older offensive coaches and the younger offensive coaches um you know more so than you find in any other position group or defensive coaches you know you don't you don't see a bunch of young defensive coaches going yeah they're the greatest thing ever but you see that in the in the offensive side yeah a lot of young guys that are just you know offenses tearing up the lead or the or the conference whichever you're in so well, it's interesting to see that i think you're
0: talking about all the you know the whatever rehashing or recycling of uh, coaches and quarterbacks but dude i gotta tell you the baker mayfield situation down in tampa i've been very and i liked baker when he was in cleveland dude i mean i hated all yeah, the no, I, have a problem I hated his progressive commercials don't get it twisted but uh <laughs> but dude he has really played well in Tampa, and it just – I don't understand why everybody's so, oh, my God, look how – what is it – you know, he's back and blah, blah, blah. Dude, he really wasn't that bad in Carolina. He had a bad situation there. But what, didn't he – he played in San Francisco for a few games last year? and He, then, played, in, he played in L.A. L.A., yeah, that's the right. Rams. Good Lord. My bad, my bad, my bad. The Rams, Rams, Rams. And then, dude, I think he could be – he's a long-term quarterback in Tampa, in my opinion. Your thoughts? Well,
2: maybe, but, you know, the reason I think everybody says that is because recycling a first-round quarterback draft pick to another team has never been – it's like we just talked about. Everybody does it, but think about – do you actually know any that were successful at their second stop? Uh, Brett Favre. That's,
0: dude. Brett yeah. Favre. Well, no, I'm talking about – and I'm talking about in the very beginning. Remember, he started in Atlanta. People don't remember that, dude. He was a Falcons quarterback. And they gave you know, and the Falcons gave up on him. And hey, you know, he's not going to be anything. He goes to Green Bay and becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game. So I mean, that's but dude, I, he's the exception. He's not the rule, that's for sure. But uh, but are you dude,
2: sure he actually played with Atlanta though?
0: Uh, I thought that was a draft
2: day. No, you're right. He yeah. played two games. Yep. And they gave him, up on. Him. they traded him? Yep. Yeah. And they
0: gave up on him, dude. And uh i remember well i don't i'm not trying to act like i remember everything about it but i just remember him being drafted by him and he was supposed to be you know the next great thing or whatever and then he goes to green bay and you see what he does there but you're right dude that's the exception rather than the rule well and you uh, also
2: went back 40 years
0: <laughs> dude no i define that no i didn't. Yeah, 1991
2: is when he came yeah,
0: out that's 30 years man Get come on
2: man hey, okay <laughs> Dude, big, big difference
0: you said 40 and uh my i, I about yeah. had about had a heart attack here dude yeah, yeah. You, you know how it is with
2: age once you get over 10 years it's, it's irrelevant <laughs> at that point
0: well the fact that somebody said uh, oh i know what it was i was watching you know <clears throat> yeah humble brag here again you know i'm gonna go see you too in vegas later on this week dude and uh i was watching uh the uh, they're they're live from Sydney in 1993, and in my head, I swear, dude, I'm thinking that's 20 years ago. And then I did the math, and I'm like, oh my god, no, that was 30 years ago. Because yeah. Octune Baby to me is still a new U2 album, and that came out in 1991, dude. Yeah, I mean, think about when that
2: video was shot. We're on the roof. What was that 80? Oh See? yeah,
0: that's 86, dude.
2: Yeah, See, but that's I mean- the
0: old U2, though. See, but. You know, and I think all oh, the new U2 albums, oh, that's Octune, Baby and Zuropa, but dude, that's 91 and 93, respectively. And, uh, or respectively, and, uh, dude, oh, man, dude. I oh, that. I get it. How did we get so old, man? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess it's it, better. It's
2: pretty alarming, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it really is. Okay. Anything else? Uh, any other NFL, uh, observation? Dude, I mean, you got to see the 49ers up close and personal, man before the season started you had the you had the 40 you had the 49ers and eagles uh being the best in the nfc doggone if you weren't right on that one dude well you know it, it, i'm still not completely convinced that purdy is the
2: real thing because i'm not sure that shanahan's not that good at what he does wow you know do i think shanahan's a great head coach i don't do i think he's a fantastic offensive mind yes yeah and the way he uses those guys he's got He's legitimately got four studs on offense, not the quarterback. Um, Samuels and and the tight end Kittle and McCaffrey are the real thing, and you could throw Brandon Ayuk in there if you want. So, I mean, that's really and they got probably the second best offensive line in football. So, you know, he's working with some stuff, but I just think from a you can't prepare when they're doing something outside the box like that. And I think him and the guy at Miami and some of those others are doing that. Whereas you see, you know, what, what changes did Mike McCarthy make at halftime? We were getting blown out, and we go out there and run the same play. Yeah. And you would think, hey, you know what? Instead of running that button hook, why don't you just run a fly? You didn't see any of that kind of stuff. No,
0: I'm telling you, there's nobody more fi- – if you're a Dallas fan in particular or even an NFL fan, than Following Richard Clark uh, on Twitter during a, a Cowboys game. I mean, you get to, you get to see the highs, you get to see the lows, you get to see the hey, Richard, get off the roof. You know, I mean, you get to it, it, see it, it's the mostly
2: griping about the officiating. Uh, if I'm being honest, so well,
0: there you go. I uh, dude, again, if you had told me, I we knew the Chiefs were going to be up there at the top of the AFC. I mean, I had no doubt about that. Uh, I thought Buffalo would be a little bit better than they are right now, but Miami has just been so impressive. Well,
2: to that point about Buffalo, it just goes to show you the jet lag is a real thing. Because the Jaguars, look, you could tell in the first quarter they were going to beat them. yeah And they stayed there for the whole two weeks. So they didn't have that jet lag. The bu- the Bills didn't fly into, what, Friday?
0: Something like that, um, yeah. and
2: And you could see it. You could really see it. They didn't even wake up to the second half. So,
0: how good's Detroit? Well, that'll be my last NFL question before we jump into the NBA. How good? It seems to me these Lions are pretty doggone good, dude. Your thoughts? Honestly,
2: I don't think they're as good as Dallas, and, okay. That's, okay. and we're and we're probably in the bottom of the second tier somewhere. <clears throat> um, I don't think they're that good. I think their defense is going to struggle. They just haven't really played anybody. Yeah, you know the league is really pretty top heavy right now there's a lot of teams that are about the same but really there's what five good teams and everybody else and then there's that couple at the bottom like the Panthers
0: well the pan I mean the Panthers are going to win a game right you can't go in this this year and and not win a game there's no way they go 0 in 17 right <laughs> I mean, that game's terrible. <laughs> they are. Well, I mean, I'll they, they their should defense, probably sit I think right. I defense right. is in the middle. I mean, I really do. I don't think they have a bad defense. They don't have a great defense, but their defense is 14th, 15th, in my opinion. Now, their offense, Maybe, uh, though, is <laughs> – how many teams are in the NFL? 32? Uh, they've 32. Got the, they've got the 34th best uh, offense, dude. I tell see. you what, man, when you see what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston, when you see what Richardson is doing in uh, Indianapolis – and I know, dude. Small sample size. We're four or five games into the season, dude. But still, are you thinking that the uh, Panthers are regretting uh, drafting uh, Shrimpy McShrimp?
2: Well, I don't think so. I think you. I think you're, you know, be way overreacting to that at this point. Yeah. I think that uh, Bryce is going to be fine. Stroud is the one they probably got argument. Richardson. It's pretty clear at this point that what that style is not long; it doesn't have any longevity to it whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. That's not sustainable. I mean, he's been hurt twice in four games. Wow. So, yeah, how long is that gonna last?
0: But how about so. Stroud, who's not thrown an interception yet? Who he looks like? And don't get it twisted; I'm not saying he looks like Pat Mahomes or you know Josh Allen or anybody, do, But he's a top five, top seven quarterback already, in my opinion, dude. Stroud is. What do you think?
2: Well, I, I I say this to that whole thing. Number one, I think they've done a pretty good job of putting him in a good position, which by contrast, you can tell the Panthers have not. Um, number two, I think D'Amico Ryan's might be the reason that San Francisco is as physical as they are. And it's probably going to take a year or two for it to bleed off because he's gone. But that Texans team is a lot more physical than they were last year. And that's kind of a hallmark for those San Francisco teams, you know. Yeah. Remember last year, the whole thing about the teams are owing whatever after they play us the next week, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's because they're extremely physical and slightly dirty, depending on where you look at it. <laughs> um, but the point being, I think I think that might be because of Demeco Ryan. I think he's the reason that team's the way they are. Um, so I'm curious to see where they end up. Because he's done a pretty good job with that team so far. And they better have some success because they don't have a draft pick for a while, at least not a first-rounder.
0: Well, they kind of sold out last year to get, what, two of the top three picks. So uh, Yeah. Which has yeah. paid off to this point. Can't really complain. Yeah. It's, it's paid off to this point. Okay, that voice you're listening to, that's Richard Clark uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. Uh and uh we don't pay him to uh talk in it well, we don't pay him period. But we don't pay him to uh talk NFL. We pay our boy to uh talk NBA and before we get into yeah, ceiling. Yeah, before we get into ceiling floor for the Northwest Division any updates from last week? Uh, we had you on last week. It was the day after uh, team pictures. And, you know, when everybody comes out with their little first day of uh, of uh, training camp, you know, stuff. We've now had a week of training camp. We've even had some exhibition games to this point, dude. Yeah, I watched one last night. You know what, dude? I don't doubt that whatsoever, man. Uh, well, it was, it was <laughs>
2: Wim and against Chet Holgren. And let me tell you something. They both played well you're looking at something that's probably going to be around for a little bit. I think, I think Victor had 20 in like 18 minutes and Chet had like 21.
0: You know, and everyone oh. – when I say everyone, I'm saying myself included in that because, you know, Chet didn't play a minute last year, if I remember correctly. No. Is he eligible no. for rookie of the year since he didn't play last year? I, I
2: think so because he didn't play at all. Okay. So I think he is actually.
0: Well, I tell you what, man. So, this is oh, all gonna... FanDuel
2: that would be worth looking at, put that way.
0: Okay. Well, uh, dude, and then you look at Scoot up in uh, uh, in Portland, dude. We this is an exciting. And there's more than that too, but those are the first three that immediately jump to mind. This is an exciting crop of uh, rookie uh, uh, rookie players, isn't it?
2: It absolutely is, and you could even take that a little bit of a step further and say that there's a there's a real change in those guard, much like baseball. You know, football has actually kind of got a problem right now because where are the young quarterbacks. You know what I mean? You're, you're hoping that these young guys drown them. But when you look around the landscape of, of the game, who are the young cur- quarterbacks? Herbert and Burrow? And baseball, there's a lot. I don't know that much about baseball. Let me be clear on this before the baseball people come back on me. But, there's a lot of young. There was a guy batting last night for
0: the Phillies that I paused and told my girlfriend, Come look at this.
2: This guy looks like he's 12.
0: <laughs> well, so, what's crazy about baseball, and I could, from my point of view, I quit playing fantasy baseball two years ago, so I've been out of it for two years. I cannot believe you I'm just echoing your point here Richard. Uh you know, we went to the Orioles game on uh on Saturday, dude. I didn't know right. <laughs> on both in both starting lineups, dude. I had heard of like what? So that's uh 18 players, you know, batting batting lineups. I had heard of like six or seven of those players, dude, between uh Me? the te- Exactly. Between the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles and Dude, it just – and I'm like, I've been out of it for two years. You know how it is in fantasy. I mean, you really do need to know pretty much all the players. But, dude, it's cycled through so much that I didn't even know hardly any of those players, dude. It's just – it's crazy. Agree.
2: Agreed. And and I think that uh, the NBA has got the same thing going on if you want to really pay attention. There's a, a plethora of young guys, three, four – two, three, four years in the league that are going to carry the league into the, into the next – Error.
0: No, he didn't just use plethora. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord! It's times like that, man. When you, uh, when you, Richard Clark, uh, reveal that you're smarter than you like people to, to think you are, dude. <laughs> okay, dude. Uh, hey, any uh, any breaking news? I mean, you said that last night about Wimbayana and uh, Chad Holmgren playing each other. Anything else jump out to you over the first week of uh, training camp, dude?
2: No, no. All the big boys are sitting out right now, so. We hadn't play. seen, no, LeBron played last night, which is kind of like, really? <laughs> but he didn't play for like 10 minutes, but still.
0: How much longer does he have? Dude, I mean, he was a top, what was he? He was top 15 last year, top 20 last year. Top right? 20 probably, yeah. Yeah, top yeah. 20. Dude. But what?
2: I, I would say, just, judging just from what his own, on the court uh, product is, at least two more years, wouldn't you say?
0: Okay. At least, unless unless there's injury, I'm trusting you. Yeah, unless
2: there's an injury or something. I mean, because he you can start to see the slippage, and LeBron is so smart in how he does things. He doesn't really play defense till February, uh, unless it's the fourth quarter and it matters. But you know, he's figured it out, and he's and he's done some things, able to orchestrate some things a little bit differently. So I figure at least two more years. I mean, I wouldn't see any other why it would just be this year. So
0: wow, well, it just blows my mind that I and I'm not a fan. Don't get a twist. I'm not sitting here trying to be a fanboy, but I'm telling you, man, you got to respect it. You absolutely well, one thousand percent have to respect it.
2: In my opinion, it's the one thing that really separates eras in sports. Now is the longevity mainly, and we can point to all the physical things they do in the off season and the supplements and the working out and the cryo chambers and going to Germany to get Achilles. <laughs> but the real, the real one is the rules. The rules are different. Yeah. If you took LeBron and put him in there with Mike, look what they were doing to Mike yeah. every year when he played the Pistons. How long do you, what do you think they would have done to Steph Curry as soon as he hit two threes in a
0: row? Oh, dude, uh, if, especially if he were playing the Pistons, they right. Would have, uh, Benny Johnson would have took him out. Yep. 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 Just and took him out, and
2: you know, probably not even got a tag for it.
0: Yeah, he would have been yeah. up in the middle of his jump shot, and someone would have taken his legs out. And that's right. And then yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that no, exactly it's what, what the rules happened.
2: were. Yeah, it's what the rules were. And and the point of that is that the, those injuries and those nicks and bruises add up, and they shorten your career. So by contrast, LeBron has been able to do – not that he's not putting in extreme effort to to long, have longevity, but that's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons that Brady was able to play that long. Well,
0: that's what I like I about – go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead.
2: Well, you think about him, Brady. He got hurt that one year. They hit him in the knee. What happened next year after that? They changed the rules. You couldn't hit a quarterback in the knees. See?
0: No oh, no no you're right. Well, here's my thing is the thing I again, I'm not a LeBron fan, but what I do respect about him is that son of a gun puts what is it, a million dollars into his body every year. Yeah, every he year, makes allegedly. a lot of money, but I tell you allegedly, yeah, you're you're right, allegedly, but you can tell that he he does it the right way, you know? I mean, I'm talking about with his body. I mean, he's not like oh, you and I sitting around eating hoo-hoos and you know and uh drinking Dr Pepper or what what is your drink? Well, drink I would drink? eat your I, soft I would be drink drinking
2: Died, dr pepper diet dr pepper <laughs> and, and i was eating dairy cheerios last night watching the game so what's that tell you <laughs>
0: God. yeah which by the way
2: are fantastic those things are great
0: dude i no no i here we go getting off topic but i've got a dude uh, are you a frosted flakes fan uh yeah i like them dude they have got straw linda's looking at me right now as i'm saying this but it's true they've got strawberry flo- frosted flakes okay it's oh. like they've got Frosty Flakes and they're dusted with strawberry flavoring. So, dude, what happens when you finish all of it and you still got the milk down in the bottom of it? Guess yeah, what? Yeah, It's strawberry milk, man. And it is so freaking good. I, I'm ashamed to say I eat half a box in one sitting, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I typically eat half a box in one sitting, but okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I can't lose any more weight, dude.
2: Yeah, I don't know why I can't lose anymore. <laughs> Just some reason I'm stuck.
0: Oh, dude. Okay, I tell you what. Get your papers ready for uh, Northwest. Let me uh, let me do an ad here real quick, okay? All right. Next sure about. Hey, uh, let me thank. Uh, I tell you what, we're talking about Spence Automotive. Let's thank uh, Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's Where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs. Guess what? They also sell sell great tires, too. That's where I get my tires for my Mustang every single time I need them. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him. The Brian Hanks Show sent you. Also want to throw a shout-out there to Adam, uh, his son, who uh, either either recently had a birthday or it's coming up. We put these birthday games together in advance, as you know. I think he just recently had a birthday. So happy birthday, Adam. And, uh, man, like I said, uh, get out to Spence Automotive next time you need your car service for sure. Okay, we've got uh, Richard Clark joining us from the Carteret County News Times, com. Uh he is our resident NBA and hoops expert. We have already done uh ceiling floor for the NBA's Atlantic, Central, and Southeast. And I'm gonna hit those real quick and just do them in order. This is how Rich has and let's see if you if it's changed any in the past couple of weeks here, Rich. But in the Atlantic, you've got Boston. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the ceiling uh for wins here, uh or ceiling floor. Okay. We'll do, Boston, fifty-five and forty-five. Uh, yeah, although you changed that last week after the trade to 60 yeah. and 50. So let's let's fix yeah. that there, to 60 and 50. You've got Philadelphia at 50 and 42. The Knicks at 45 and 35. Uh, the Nets at 44 and 34. Now, that's the ceiling, uh, 44 wins, a floor, 34 losses, or uh, 34 wins. And then the Raptors, 40 and 28. In the Central Division, you've got uh, Milwaukee at 60 and 45. That is Very impressive. You've got Cleveland at 52 and 42. You've got the Indiana Pacers at 42 and 32. Uh, The Chicago Bulls at 35 and 25, and then the Detroit Pistons at 28 and 15. Yikes. Uh, The Southeast Division, you've got the ceiling floor for uh, Miami at 44 and 35. You've got Orlando finishing second there at 42 as their ceiling, 32 as their floor. Atlanta at 40 and 30. Uh, at Washington at 30 and 20, and then you've got our poor our poor Charlotte Hornets at uh, their ceiling at 25 wins and their floor at 15. So uh, that is the entire Eastern Division. We've done those the previous couple of weeks. It is now time to do the Northwest, which features the defending NBA champs, your defending NBA champs, the Denver Nuggets. Ve- uh, let's go through Vegas real quick. Uh, this is win total. They've got Denver at 52.5. They've got Minnesota and OKC tied at 44.5. They've got Utah at 35.5 and then Portland at 28.5. So let's start at the top (coughs) of the Northwest Division, the Denver Nuggets. Again, uh, Vegas at 52.5. Anything that Denver did in the offseason? What did Denver do in the offseason to improve their uh, uh, NBA championship roster?
2: Nothing. Oh, they wow. actually, yeah, they actually probably are worse on paper. However, because they lost Bruce Brown, but I also believe they're they're counting on some of their some of their guys that are already in house as becoming better, like Christian Braun and some of those guys. So I think Denver is probably gonna have a little layover. I'm gonna say that when they're ceiling is 50 wins, really not
0: um, even what Vegas has at. Uh, nah, they, I think. I
2: think they're going to end up with you know it's they'll sleepwalk the first part of the season just without with the lag of of the championship and getting into shape and all that. But I think they're going to be fine.
0: Okay, so fifty you've got as their ceiling. What do you have for the floor for the defending champs? I'm
2: gonna say forty two. Okay, and that's that's probably if they lose a couple of guys, some of their starters for a fair amount of time. When is Nick the last Not real defend-
0: injuries. Well, no, no, no. When's the last time a defending NBA champ had 42 wins, though?
2: Well, it's been a while, but there have been. Um, like my the team, Usually it's because somebody left. Yeah. You know, like LeBron went back to Cleveland, even though they didn't win it his last year there, but still something of that nature. Uh, the Raptors, the year that Qua, uh, Leonard left. So, you know, it, it happened. I think they're going to be fine. But I also think they'll probably get off to a slow start just because that's the nature of, hey, we won a championship. so. Well,
0: um, with with all the teams, uh, you know, Boston massively improving themselves, in my opinion. Milwaukee, goodness gracious, adds uh, a top 15, top 20 player to their roster in Damian. Uh, Does it bother you at all that the Nuggets didn't do anything to improve their team from last year?
2: No, because I I think they've got some of it already on their roster. And they're just going to give some other guys more minutes, okay. you know, like Christian Braun and, you know, they still have Reggie Jackson on their roster if they want to use him. Some of the younger guys they have, I think they're, they that so they're counting on those guys growth, but the real one is they got Murray and Jovi.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, that, that, but that pick and roll is lethal. Um, so it was actually by second spectrum numbers is number one by a long shot. So they're going to be fine. I think the big one for them is what? What do they do with Michael Porter Jr.? Is he a real starter? Because you know sometimes he looks great, and then for the other two thirds, he's just kind of floating around, and he's the variable for that that particular squad.
0: Okay, well, very good. Odds that uh, Denver wins uh, goes back to back, in your opinion?
2: <sighs> Probably pretty small at this point, okay. just because of the nature of the beast. Um, if Jovic
0: stays healthy the whole
2: time. And Murray stays healthy, they got a fair shot. Because the West, while it's going to be loaded, they're still the best team in the West.
0: Wow! But the East, really?
2: the, the East, yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, who's better in the West? I just don't see anybody. Uh, you know, it's going to be the same, um, same lineup, police lineup for contenders as it was last year in the West. The question is, who's actually gotten better? Because you took Lillard from the West and put him in the East. So, you know,
0: yeah, no, I love it. I love to hear that. Uh, you don't, well, and we're not talking Pacific division. We're going to talk to them next week, but right. uh, I just, there's a part of me who just thinks, and I know that golden state is just going to, I think they're going to have a bounce back here. I think they've got like one, you know, like, uh, uh, that's a bad example to use. I teams that, you know, when they have their one last hurrah, We've seen it in different sports, not just the NBA. We've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it in different sports too. I just I, I something tells me Golden State's gonna just rise from the ashes and have a great season, one last great season. And that to me, I really think are I think they're the, if they're not the best team in the Western Conference, I think they're definitely a top two, top three team in the Western Conference.
2: Well, I would I would retort with that by saying <laughs> What if their last championship was that last run?
0: Yeah, that's probably – you're probably closer to the truth. I mean, we're not talking about I, I, division. Go ahead.
2: No, no. I just think that Golden State's got some issues with their young guys have not developed at all. Um, I mean, at this point, well, we won't get in there. we got plenty of time to do that yeah, down the
0: road. We do. We absolutely do. Okay, uh, so you've got Denver at 50 as their ceiling, 42 as their floor. Two yes. to me – two of the most interesting teams not just in the northwest division rich but in the nba the minnesota timberwolves uh and you've been uh, talking okc this entire offseason dude let's let's uh give us some uh again vegas has them both at 44.5 as their over under dude uh, i tell you let's start with minnesota uh what how good is this timberwolves team going to be this year I think that
2: Vegas is counting on them to make a move because I don't think that's a 45-win team, although I love Anthony Edwards. I just think that Gobert Towns situation has got to be resolved. Um, that's We've seen that in a fairly sizable sample size last year. It does not work together. It just doesn't. Um, so they're going to have to move one of them, and I suspect it will be Carl Anthony Towns. So I think maybe that's what Vegas is counting because right now that's a 40-win team. Uh, in my and that's their ceiling, in my opinion.
0: You're talking about from Minnesota,
2: Minnesota. I mean, wins.
0: Their ceiling, yeah,
2: under okay. under 500. Because right now, what wow. what they win last year? What was it last uh, year? What'd 42
0: it? and 40 last year.
2: Yeah, see, so you're oh. you're right there last year, and that and they had minimal even health after, issues.
0: Even after everything Edwards did in FIBA in uh, the Philippines over the summer. Oh, I love Edwards. Yeah.
2: The problem is you got Carl Anthony Towns who thinks he's his team. Oh that's the problem.
0: Well what do you see the if, floor if being you wanna, there for Minnesota?
2: Uh the floor is probably thirty.
0: Okay. God.
2: Because I mean if they lose if they lose Edwards for, you know, a month here, a month there, that team's done. I mean they really that Gobert trade was awful. And and I'm not a fan of Carl Anthony Towns at all, although he can really play. But question is, when does he play?
0: Yeah, he's pretty soft. I mean, that's when I right. think about Carl Anthony Towns, and you know, we had him in the Holiday Invitational up in Raleigh, and I wasn't that impressed with him up there, dude. I mean, even as a high school kid, he just he seemed like he already he was he was gliding as an eighteen year old. Okay, and right, that was ten years ago or whatever. Okay, OKC then also forty four point five according to uh, Vegas as their over under for wins this year. All right, go ahead, I mean, dude are they arguably outside of maybe Orlando, the 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 exciting young team that's on the come up?
2: They are, and and it's going to be interesting to see because if this team is going to be successful, the reality of it is um, Shea Gilders has kind of got to step back a little bit from the ball usage standpoint. Mm-hmm. So does that hurt him and the team? Are they able to do that? With a smooth transition, I don't know. We'll see, but they have a great core uh, with him and, and Josh Giddey, and a couple of the Williams boys, Jalen Williams, and, and then now you add Chet Hongren to that. So this is a team that, in my opinion, can win forty five games easily. Wow!
0: So is that your uh, what? Yes, your that's, ceiling is forty five. What, what about your floor for OKC?
2: My floor is I'm gonna say forty. I think this team, barring injury, this team is going to be pretty good, even if – just because of Shea. Shea's top – you could make top – let's say top 10, but you could probably make a case that he's top five if you wanted to.
0: If you listen to the Brian Hanks show, and you've listened to Richard the last couple of years on here, before he became – I wouldn't say – he's still not quite a household name yet. No, no, no. uh, no. NBA fans know who he is. NBA fans know who he is. Oh, absolutely. They
2: know who he is.
0: But – We're not far away from him being the next, uh, I don't know, saying uh, Steph Curry's a little too high, but we're not too far away from him being a top five, top seven, top ten, if he's not already a player in the league, are we? Yeah, he's top ten
2: right now. Wow. Uh, The question is, can he move that needle up a little bit further or does the usage drop, you know, because the teammates are better, does that drop him out of the top ten is the question. You know, a lot of guys, it's easy. You know, you always hear, oh, we're a sacrifice for the team. Well, it's easy when you're a guy and you're shooting 20 times a game. The real sacrifice is when you have to put something on hold for so the team can win. I mean, you, you just don't hear a lot of that. You know, these guys will do it for a little while, but eventually they're like, oh, I need more touches or I need wide receivers are, are so guilty of this. You know, the Bills are winning by 40, and Gidig is over there saying, I won't ball, So it's kind of it's the nature of the beast, I think, but I love their roster. They have a lot of talent, and I think they're a move away from being a real contender if that's the direction
0: they want to go. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, well, let's hit the bottom two teams here in the Northwest. The Utah Jazz, I mean, a team that – you know, it's, it just seems like if they're not at the top or, you know, if they're not challenging for the top, they're just, to me, they're the definition of mediocrity in uh, in the uh, NBA. They're never really, really out of it. You don't hear of Utah being a 25, 27 win team, but it's been a minute since they've been a 54, 55, 60 win team too. What do you think about my assessment there, dude? No,
2: I think it's spot on. I mean, because Utah – Jazz is a problem to begin with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is.
2: You know, yeah, that's where their problems start. But Ames is moving this team in the right, this organization in the right direction. They have some assets now. They got some players that they'll be able to move. Whatever iteration becomes successful in in Utah, it's not the one that they're putting out on the court right now. So they're probably a thirty eight win team, stealing okay, and probably probably twenty eight if they decide to go in that direction. Because this is, this is a potential tanking team, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If there's somebody to tank for. Honestly, I'm not sure if there's anybody out this year that is worth tanking on. I haven't looked at that yet.
0: Armando Bacot? <laughs> yeah. I'm go probably, yeah, yeah, you probably should. Yeah. Okay, then our final team uh, in the uh, Northwest, Portland, who, uh, yeah, you know what? You get the feeling this is going to be a team that – they may – I mean, over-under for them in Vegas is 28.5, but I got to tell you, man, when League Pass opens up, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, to watch as much scoot as I can watch this season. And what about you? Absolutely. And,
2: and that's, that's the, the key to this team is they actually have some decent young talent now. And so the question becomes, you know, how long does it take how many pieces do you have that you can keep? They took a flyer on DeAndre Ayton. Is this guy a real star, or is he is he who his Portland teammates, I mean his uh, Phoenix teammates say he was, yeah. which is an overwhelming talent that lacks some of the intensity, much like Carl Anthony Town. Uh, they also got Jeremy Grant in a deal, so this team has got some pieces. They got Malcolm Brogdon, although I'm sure they're gonna trade him. Oh, but Scoot. Scoot and 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 Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. That's a good start. Well, I tell you what, man. So,
0: again, you do agree then. It's going to be a fun. They may only win 30 games this year, but they're going to be a fun team to watch, aren't they?
2: Yes, they are, and a lot of it depends on Scoot. What are we going to get there? How good is he really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I, I don't, I'm not sure anybody really knows the answer to that yet. If they get a Scoot version that is Chris Paulish. Uh-oh. Yeah. if they get a version that's, you know can't score but you know it's more like i don't know greg anthony or somebody of that nature then it's going to take a little bit longer
0: good lord did you go down memory lane greg anthony
2: well i was trying to think of a point guard that couldn't really <laughs> score that was solid point guard and there just aren't that many of them anymore so yeah you know, like, i had no, to no, go no, back
0: I, just, I was about to say man uh you know uh Kids in their 20s and maybe even lower 30s are right now going, who's Who's Greg? Well, Isn't he that analyst it, on uh, CBS? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the crazy
2: thing is that, that the Knicks had two point guards that couldn't shoot. Him and him and uh, Mark Jackson. Yep, 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 yep. Well, uh, okay. You couldn't do that today.
0: Well, you need to give me a uh, ceiling floor, Portland.
2: I, I'm going to say 26 for this team is the ceiling, and I'm going to say 18 is the floor. Okay.
0: But Still. The future is bright.
2: Oh, absolutely! Again, everything that they do now hinges on Scoop. I love it. How man. good is this kid going to be?
0: I'm still mad at the Hornets for not drafting him, and I mean necessarily. I'm not yes. saying I, I really. <sighs> anyway, I'm down that game. hill.
2: I will say that toward the end of summer league, the Charlotte kids started with Brandon Miller. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Started playing better. Um, so maybe they, they're on to something. And I know a lot of people disagree because, oh, the six 6'9", kid, and Scoot's only 6'2", and blah, blah, blah. Well, Scoot, to me, has it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll, I I'll leave that, you with this, and we're into the second hour. I just looked at the clock and realized we've got our guests, go hour guests waiting out in the green room right now. But let me just say this real quick here. Uh, I heard uh, uh, Brandon Miller, uh, we were driving back from uh, Baltimore the other night, and I – for some reason, I had it over on the NBA channel, and they were doing an interview with Brandon Miller. And, dude, he came across as just – I was impressed. Let's just leave it at that and say he was breaking down his situation in Charlotte. He was talking about what you know, what the Hornets need to do and how he knows that he is a future leader or – not a future, but the future is now leader for the Hornets. And, dude, I was blown away, man. I mean, I guess I had bought into the narrative that – you know that the media had given us about how Brandon Miller is, you know, a murderer or something like that, and you know, not right, very bright, right, not right. very bright. Not, dude, he was very impressive. In fact, I had to listen. To him, I was like, "This is a player," and dude, what is he? Twenty? He's a twenty-year-old player, and dude, he sounded like he was thirty-five. Dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <sighs> uh, not to get too deep because I know you're in a hurry. Yeah. But I think the younger players are better at this stuff now than they used to be. Oh, dude, they've grown you know, up with their to, whole
0: lives, man.
2: Right. You used to get these interviews, with the one I remember, and I'm not going to repeat any of what he said because it's <laughs> probably viewed. The one I remember is they interviewed Peter Ward from Florida State before the championship game, and yep. he just sounded like, oh, my goodness. Really?
0: <laughs> and well, so I just right. think these kids are better at it now. They, they definitely are, dude. Listen. Richard Clark, thank you. The Northwest Division. Guess what, man? We got uh, two great divisions coming up next week. We'll do the Pacific division, and then uh, we save the best for last—the Southwest division. In my opinion, since we've got two local kids, uh, the Southwest division with uh, Brandon and the Pelicans, and then uh, Reggie and the Houston Rockets. Uh, we'll do that two weeks from now. Listen, Richard Clark, uh, Carteret County News Times, Thank you so much uh, for this morning, dude. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: There you go. Uh, that is Richard Clark uh, coming up here in our next hour. Hello! Coming up here in our next hour. Very, very excited about this. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Uh, did you see I got my, my picture right here? How you doing, Stacey? Have a seat right there. We've got Allie Warnock. We've got Stacy Heath uh, joining us here. I should be right there at your right knee. Okay. <laughs> My executive producer trying to help out here. Uh, We're going to be talking about Bradfest. I cannot believe we are 11 days away. 11 days away from uh, Bradfest. Uh, But that will be the second hour here of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.